Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to episode six of the Vols Deep podcast. Spanky, it's good to meet you. That's Corbin to your right. Hey, I know who everybody is, and everybody knows who I am. Everybody knows I am the busiest man in the Tennessee Valley area. I am the Spank. I am the consensual man. I am the best man. I'm the best gentleman. I'm better than a country gentleman. Well, you know, I heard you was uh, missing the past two podcasts because you were sitting outside the Gentleman's Club waiting to get in the door. No, everybody knows where I was. I was out willing and dealing. I was out. I was in my comfort zone. I was in that ring, and I was making all my little spank people all happy. Everybody loves to see the spank. <laughs> How you doing, Corbin? I'm doing all right. We had a big weekend. I had a good weekend. Uh, first live show. That was fun. Thanks to Smoky Mountain Sports Showcase for having us out there. Uh, Clay Roberts invited us out. He said we may be back, so we'll yep. come down that road when it gets here. More details to come on that one. Yeah, he, uh, he invited us back, and it was, it was a big crowd, and uh, it went pretty good. I mean, had a few hiccups, but but nothing. nothing could have been a lot worse, that's for sure. Went way better than what burnt. I... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Um. Topics for today, we're going to talk about Tennessee baseball and their journey in Omaha. Uh, so far, so good, but this is pre-recorded, so we won't spend too much time on that. Uh, we're going to talk about the SEC East, SEC West. Who do we think can win each division? Um, we're basically just going to break down the entire SEC, uh, who's the most underrated team, overrated team. We'll talk some dark, dark horses and uh, who can make the college football playoff. We're going to continue our punishment talk uh, that we asked on our live show, what some punishment should be for the loser for our predictions. Uh, so we've, we've determined that we're going to make it a weekly thing, uh, weekly punishments. Um, so the, the loser each week of our game predictions is going to have to do something. But we're going to talk about that more later. Tennessee lands a massive recruit over the weekend. We'll talk about him. The podcast is growing and growing and then growing some more. Uh, we had our first live show, and then um, we just really jumped, jumped head first in there, and then we got invited to do some more podcasts coming up as well, but we'll talk more about that. Uh, thank you for our Fairview Union friends for the great music uh, they let us use for the show. We'll hear from, from some of our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's the Vol Daddy. I want to give a big shout-out to the Fairview Union. Great musicians, local people. Chad's from my hometown. They were gracious enough to let us use their music for our podcast. Make sure you check them out. They're huge Tennessee fans. You won't be disappointed. Let's hear them play. I'm a hundred thousand, can't get louder. Gators, come and get your song. Yeah, we'll be singing our song. We're all... Crazy on the Tennessee. We're tailgating, just waiting for that power tea. We're all ball, bring it on down to Newland Stadium. Are you looking for a place to tailgate this season? Look no further than the Volunteer Club. 
free food, free drinks, free games, and an open bar. Yes, I said open bar. Also, you're going to get things like watch parties, shirts, decals, koozies, exclusive video content, special events, meet and greets, etc. You absolutely cannot beat the Volunteer Club for as little as $5 you can join today. Click on my QR code, screenshot my QR code, or message me for a direct link and come tailgate with the best of the best. Go Vols. All right, and we're back. Next, we've got the weekend recap presented by Brandy McKinney with Allstate Insurance. Um, game one versus LSU, Saturday night, Tennessee Falls to LSU. Um, first game of the College World Series. Tennessee just didn't have enough. Um, LSU pitcher Paul Skeens, he was he was great. Yeah, it and – Trust us, ESPN, let us know about it. It seemed like all night long that's all they harped about was how he could play in the major leagues tomorrow. Well, guess what? He's not playing in the major <laughs> leagues tomorrow. He's playing in the College World Series. He was a very good pitcher. Like, that to me, that was the difference in the game. Yeah. That and same thing with this Tennessee team all year, just starting slow. Like, it seems like we, we got to learn to get our foot on the gas early. So then we're not having to make these come back and make these heart-breaking wins or losses. And look, guys, our hearts as Tennessee fans cannot handle all these comebacks. <laughs> There's going to be people pass away on the loss on the fact that you guys cannot get it together to start the game. But then you want to improve and get better as the game goes on. You're going to make some people die of heart attacks. <laughs> so if you could please just be consistent all game long, it'd be really appreciated. Yeah, Tennessee had a few chances, but they just couldn't couldn't really, I don't know. They got it rolling, but they couldn't just, you know, just turn the page. But umpire behind the plate was terrible, though. Oh, yeah. Um, like, Helen Keller could have done a way better job. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, I mean, both ways it was pretty bad. I'm not using that as an excuse, but that was probably one of the most inconsistent games I've seen. Um, but talent, coach, and bullpen were just as good as LSU, but we wasn't as good on Saturday. Um, game two today versus Stanford, uh, I was worried, man. Scared to death. Literally the same thing I just said about LSU. Starting slow and then, bam, get them bats rolling. Bat, 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 bat. And then end up winning the ball game. One hell of a fifth inning, though. Oh, awesome, yeah. We went through, oh, uh, yeah. We went through the whole lineup in that one inning. Yeah, that's our first College World Series win since 2001. I didn't know that yeah. until they threw that up on the screen earlier today. Yeah, um, we beat USC in 2001, but what a ride, man. Yeah, I didn't. Even, I, I totally forgot they played baseball out in California. <laughs> I did, too. UC Santa Barbara's pretty good. I couldn't tell you. Stanford, that's California, right? Yeah. Yeah. Long so. Beach State, Cal State Fullerton. Never in doubt today. Cal State Northridge. Yeah, California love over Gonzaga. here. Gonzaga. <laughs> Gonzaga's in Washington. They are in Washington, ain't they? I always think that St. Mary's, California. There you go. I only know. Uh, Loyola Marymount, California. San Francisco. 49ers, I don't know. <laughs> uh, down 4-0, Tennessee rallies and ties it in the fifth. Scored two runs in the seventh and went at 6-4. Uh Another game Tennessee's fought through adversity and come out a winner of. Um, 
can Tennessee just be, you know, are we just built for this? I, I think that's just who this team is. I, I think they're 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 a rally team. Backs they against are. the wall. What that's a what game. Chase Burns, man, again. Mm-hmm. So what's next for Tennessee? Uh, six teams remain. Uh, currently watching Wake Forest versus LSU, as we mentioned before. We're watching that as we speak right here, right now, in the Vol Cave. In the Vol Cave. Um, pre-recorded show, but I don't know. Who who'd, who would you rather play tomorrow? For me, it'd be probably LSU. I mean, we had their number in the regular season. Yeah, they beat us the other night pretty bad, but then again, that's an SEC rival. And uh, from game to game, you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Um, I have a different take on it. Really, LSU's pitch—they're just not that deep after uh, after Paul. So I want Wake Forest. Do you? Because to me, to be the man, you got to beat the man, and they're currently the top dog right now. They're number one, and Vegas favorite. And in all honesty, if we do play Wake Forest and LSU comes and wins this game, their back's gonna be up against the wall. And being usually being the number one team in the country, not many teams out there knows how it feels to have your back up against the wall. And that's something I think they could have the advantage over with this Tennessee team. Yeah, um, it's tough when you lose the first one. But, I mean, Tennessee, I mean, they're good when they're kind of in a hole. Um, mm-hmm. And we have Drew Beam. So, they're a bunch uh, of foxhole players. That's true. Uh, Tennessee picks up a massive recruit. A recruit has been sought after by just about everyone in the nation. Boo Carter from Chattanooga, four-star athlete. Uh, Rivals has him as the number one player in the state of Tennessee. On three has him as the number two player in the state of Tennessee and number six player nationally as an athlete. Um, Literally everyone offered him. It, it, when everyone offers you, it's hard to turn down home. It really is. We're happy to have him. Yeah, his top five were Tennessee, Michigan, Michigan State, Colorado, and Nebraska, and he decided to stay home. He, he signed with us and not Coach Prime, baby. <laughs> yeah, I, I was kind of worried about Prime. He was he was kind of trying to squeeze in, but towards the end, I was really worried about Michigan. Um, he he seemed to really really favor Michigan for a while, but, and he wants to play all sides of the ball. Really? He, yeah, he okay. wants to play offense, he wants to play defense, and he wants to play special teams. He wants to return kicks. What a man. What a man. So, um, But we also had a lot of visits this past week, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, what, three, two or three five stars? What, maybe four, four stars? Yeah. Maybe more than that. So, it, things looking good on Rocky Top. Yeah. And if any recruits out there want to come down to Cove, Vegas, Tennessee in the Volcade, we'll be more than happy to have you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll show we'll show them uh, what Tennessee's all about. Um, man, recruiting's looking up a lot of. I mean, there's a lot, a few negatives going on, but I think I don't know. I think there's some some stuff going behind the scenes that you know is going to end up being favorable for Tennessee. Um, Tennessee football so close; it hasn't been you know long since we were given our jersey countdowns for the '90s. Now we're in the '70s. The lead up. It's getting in, you know, it's getting intense. It, it really is. It's June and July are the two longest months of the year. Yeah, hot. It really is. It's hot. You got for us coaches, you got dead period, and then you're just waiting on football. That's all. Like June and July, like 
other than the college World Series going on right now, after this is over, what else do we got? Yeah. You got NASCAR. We don't. What else do we got? <laughs> we ain't got nothing. NASCAR at Nashville, I'll be there. We have it's nothing. Saturday, Friday, Saturday, we have nothing. <laughs> nothing of importance here. Anticipation. Is it worse? We have no uh, athletic sport <laughs> until football. You got the Atlanta Braves? I stand corrected. We do have the Atlanta Braves. Are you an Atlanta Braves fan? I do like the Atlanta Braves. Hell yeah. Is anticipation worse this year for, for football or was it worse last year for Tennessee football? This year. I think this, this year, year because you're put – I'm not saying you're putting yourself on a pedestal, but Tennessee fans, including myself, we're wanting success. We're wanting it now. And it's one of them things that's like you know you're going to get this piece of candy and you know you're going to get it. You know you're going to get it and you just want it. For me, it's about the same. Last year, I was excited just because, like, we've seen so many flashes of what we could have been in in twenty twenty one, and you know, like the Ole Miss game, the Bama game gave them all they wanted. The Music City Bowl left a bad taste in our mouth. Um, but then this year, it's like a it's almost like a rebound from losing Hooker, Hyatt, Tillman, Wright, Young. Plus, I'm excited to see our defensive improvements. So. For me, it's pretty. You know, I don't know. It's pretty, pretty close. I think the schedule plays a big part in it too. Yeah, we got a very favorable, favorable schedule this year compared to last year, and all this hype going with us going into this year, we got a lot of hype. I mean, we had a lot last year, but this year we know what we had mm-hmm. last year, and we know what we got coming this year. It's getting, it's getting pretty crazy. Yeah, like we said, uh, the podcast has grown in a, in a big way. We've been invited to do some more live shows um, so far during the South Carolina and Texas A&M game weeks. Um, definitely not doing it while the game's going on, but we might do it, you know, the day before or the night before or the morning of. Um, more details to come on that, but we just wanted to let you know that, uh, that we're coming. We're growing. We're coming, baby. Vols Deep is coming. No pun intended there. We ain't hard to find. <laughs> uh, we want to thank our sponsor, Brandy McKinney from Allstate, for sponsoring this segment. Uh, we're working on all her graphics, the commercial and info right now currently, so don't have anything for her other than her name right now. She keeps you in good hands, too. <laughs> good hands, baby. All right, we'll be right back with our first main talking point presented by Big Orange Concrete Pumping. ZNN Concrete are the professionals you need to call for all of your concrete finishing needs. Driveways, sidewalks, curbs, garage pads, footers, and much more. They can do it all. No job is too big. No job is too small. Give ZNN Concrete a call today, 865-360-6176. Residential or commercial. That's ZNN Concrete, 865 865- Main talking point uh, presented by Big Orange Concrete Pumping. Let's talk SEC East and SEC West. Let's rank each team in each division and where you think they'll finish at the end of the season. Uh, We're going to rank them first. Sorry, we're going to rank them last to first. Let's start with the West. Uh, Last, I got Mississippi State going 6-6. I just don't. 
you know, I love Coach Leach. It's just going to be different, him not being there. I know they replaced some of their coordinators, and it's just going to be a different feel in Starkville. Go ahead, Corbin. Seven, I've got uh, Texas A&M. Texas A&M finishing the last. Poor old Jimbo. He's going to be unemployed after this year. I'm just telling you right now. I don't see no improvement happening. I think it, that just gets worse. He's got he's got all this pressure on him right now. And oh, it's a lot. He's about to crack, and the university's going to crack down at the end of the season. I hope you're right, because I'm not a Jimbo fan Never have at been. all. Just, he's, he's a sleaze bag. I know they're paying him a lot of money, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, sometimes you have to bite the bullet. And Mississippi, uh, not Mississippi, Texas a and M's going to have uh, to bite that bullet. Yeah, number seven, I've also got Mississippi State. I think losing Mike Leach is going to be rough. Um, I think they win some games. I think they, you know, could end up winning some they shouldn't. Will Rogers is amazing, but I think the coaching change. Gets, I mean, they're going to be fired up to play for him, but I just think, you know, they might not get blew out, might lose close games. I just think they're going to finish last. Uh-huh. All right. Next, I got a new coach. Uh, out in the plains, Hugh Freeze. I got Auburn at six and six as well. Um, I I think Hugh Freeze will get Auburn there. I think he will. I just think it's going to take some time. Auburn's been kind of a dumpster fire the past couple of years. I agree. I agree with Spanky one hundred percent. I do believe Hugh Freeze will get Auburn where they need to be. Just it's going to be a tough first year. So you've got Auburn at six as well. I do. I've got Arkansas. Uh-huh. At six, um, if Jefferson can stay healthy, I could put Arkansas at three, but that's a big if. I mean, he was hurt for you know majority of the season last year. I worry about his health. Without him, like I said, you've seen last year, so that's my reasoning for putting them putting them at six. Um, number five. Number five, I got the Aggies of A and M. Okay, uh, I think. I think this year, I don't know if Jimbo's going to be, I don't know if Jimbo get canned this year. I think this year they're going to make an improvement. I think they'll go seven and five. And I think Jimbo gets an upset win. And that upset win is in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. <laughs> I hope. I, I would like that. I got Arkansas at number five. Okay. Any reason they're just. I don't really have a reason. I just. I know they're going to be better than Auburn and A&M. I'll tell you that. Number five, I've got Ole Miss. Um, I, I know. I, <laughs> I thought it was crazy whenever whenever I done it too. But it, I mean, it's tough. Pure gut feeling. I think Lane struggles. Um, Lane Lane is obviously unhappy at Ole Miss. Um, he's always complaining about resources. Complaining about NIL. I think it falls apart for Lane Kiffin in 2023, and I think we see Lane Kiffin make a job change. Hmm. Could be interesting. Um, Number four. I got Ole Miss. I got. I think they'll go seven and five as well. Um, they'll get a couple big wins. They'll win at Mississippi State. They'll they'll um, beat A and M, I think, and. They're probably good for an upset too, or something. Yeah, they'll they'll get an upset here or there, but I. I think it's going to be kind of a decline year for him, kind of a rebuild for him a little bit, but I got him at 7-5. Well, I guess I'm shocking because I got Mississippi State at number four. Just I think it's going to be a redemption 
for Mike Leach. I would like to see that. I think it's very possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it happens all the time in sports. Yeah. How many times in sports you see a tragedy happen and a team mm-hmm. redeem themselves? I don't think Mississippi State would be a horrible court, uh, team. I've got Auburn at number four. I think Hugh Freeze shocks the SEC. I think he shocks the college football world. Um, I think his comeback is going to be epic. They always battle Alabama. They do. No, it, it don't matter if Alabama's eleven and zero and Auburn's one and ten. Yeah, it's a rivalry. It's a rivalry, and he could he could be the one that upsets Bama again. I would love it because he beat him what twice when he was Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Number three, who you got? I got, and here's my dark horse of the whole SEC West. We'll pick Suey. Arkansas. I, I think Arkansas this year they're going to go eight and four. I like Arkansas, as long as Jefferson can stay. He's great, you know. Mm-hmm. I And I'm telling you, at the end of the year, and after every game they win, Coach Pittman, he's going to be saying, yes, sir, and crank that damn jukebox. I got the Razorbacks, number three. Go drink some beer, too. Uh, number three, I got a Ole Miss proving year for Lane Giffen. How many years has Lane been at Ole Miss now? Uh, two, three. I'm it's, not sure. I want to say this is his fourth. It, that's crazy if it's already been four times yeah, flying. Yeah, it flies. But eventually he's got to prove something. And I know you say he's not happy, and I don't believe he's happy there either. He'd love to be back at Tennessee. I know he would, oh, but he that that would never happen now. But No. <laughs> but he's been doing some work in the transfer portal. He got a couple of transfer wide receivers, Trey Harris and Chris Marshall. I will say – I do think if Lane Kiffin was to leave Old Miss, I do think he'd go to an SEC East school. I think he'd be going down to Gainesville. Yeah, Florida may be the other. I hope not. I could see it. Oh, I, I could see it, but I they get their visor boy back. <laughs> yeah. um, number three, I've got A and M. I really didn't want to put them this high, but I just think Jimbo's offensive coordinator hire helps him a lot. I mean, they still, with the talent that they have, they're they still, you know, they're not going to be as good as what they should be um, with all that oil money, you know, mm-hmm. bought talent. But I think A and M has a better year, and I don't know, I got them at three. Who who is their OC Bettino? Yeah, the motorcycle dude. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Number two, uh, I have the LSU Tigers. Brian Kelly, I don't like Brian Kelly. Something about his face, it reminds me of Notre Dame. <laughs> I'll never like him. Um, I bet he's nice and he's got a nice family. You know, he's, <laughs> he's faking the country accent. Me and my family. Um, but no, I just. Coach O giving him lessons. Yeah, down there. I'm telling you, there was. Look here, LSU administration and staff. You messed up when you got rid of Coach O. There was not a better man. That lived, breathed, and sleep, LSU. y'all's Cajun asses. That man was the man for Louisiana State University, and you let him go. I think we need to bring him back here to Knoxville, and we we need some of that Coach O. At least a hot man or something. We do. You got number two, Corbin. LSU. Not a believe in Brian Kelly, though. Same. I mean. I know, I know I've know, i said it several times now, but I feel like it's just a ticking time bomb. Something's going to happen, and 
he's going to end up failing that program. He's a sleaze bag. <laughs> he really is. Uh, Daniels is great. Wide receivers are great. Talent is elite at LSU. It always is. Got a ton of transfers in this year, too. Yeah. Um, I hate him, but he's going to be good. Um, if the matchup was in the Bayou again, I could potentially put them at number one. Just, I don't know. You know, I, I, I think that they have a good shot of, of beating Alabama. But Kelly is good at, sli- you know, slipping up, so – Somebody will probably, you know, even if he was to pull off some something against Saban, he would probably lose to Mississippi State or something like that. So we've all got Bama number one. We've all got LSU number two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Saban gets him back on track. Um, got to respect him. Uh, don't have to like him. Um, a pissed off Saban's probably not going to be very good. Yeah, not it's not good for everybody else. Pissed off Nick Saban. You know, I do have them getting because like every Saban team, it's very hard, and and this is just how history is. It's very Alabama does not have undefeated seasons all the time like yeah. people think they do. They always slip up one game, and that that's why I think it's going to be here. I'll make this prediction: it will either be between these two teams. It will either be Texas A&M or it will be Arkansas. One of the two. I'm going to say Arkansas, not Arkansas, but Auburn be the one that beats them. Hugh Freeze. If, where do they play at? I wonder if they play in Bama I'm not sure or where it's this at year. this year. That's a, good, that's, that's a good point, though, because that is, a, that is a big difference maker. I don't know. I mean, both losses were on the road for Saban last year, both of them. Mm-hmm. Last plays of the game. So, I just I – mean, I, I think he is, like, going down, but – like I said, on the he's going down. Everybody else, is going yeah, down he's still better. So, um, yeah, we'll see. So let's move into the SEC East. Who do you have at number seven? I have, and this one is no shocker to anyone. It's Vandy. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I'm gonna give Vandy this. They're gonna start the season hot. You think so? They're gonna go four and zero. Oh. That they'll beat Florida. Well, I don't think I, they will. I don't know when they play Florida. I don't think they will. Uh, Vanderbilt is going to go four and zero. Oh, I'm calling it right now, and then they finish four and eight. That's all I gotta say. Who the hell is Vandy playing to go four and zero oh to start a season? They got like I'm not Hawaii. Sure. They they got I don't I can't even remember. But they don't I, you I, disrespect I, them Hawaii over here. I'm, <laughs> them Vandy boys, I'm telling you, they're gonna use their academic mindset. I'm I'm pretty sure on TikTok that's what I have like I done like a EJCC record and I'm pretty sure it's I got like win 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 then all losses yeah. after that it was something to that extent. Hold on, they got Hawaii, Alabama A and M, Wake Forest, Wake Forest. I'll probably get them and UNLV. I'd say three and one. So what do they do? Get all their uh, cupcut games out of the way, like yeah, first four. Yeah, get them four. out of the way, then, then they get the actual <laughs> Who the hell is a homecoming game? Probably the first game. Yeah, probably. Let, let them do senior night, homecoming, the first game. There you go. Homecoming's bye week. I've got Vandy at seven as well. I mean, there's not really any reason to elaborate. <laughs> they're, no, they're uh, not. Number six. Uh, I got the... Missouri Tigers. Let me pull up my notes here. I got them going four and eight as well. 
Um, just I think oh, what's his name? What what's their Drinkwitz or whatever? Drinkwitz or something like that. I don't. Darth Vader. Yeah, I don't. I think he's out after this year. Uh, I'm gonna go with Florida. Florida at six. I mean. Florida right now, I'm just going to say it's trash. Trash. <laughs> it's the worst I've ever saw Florida ever. And what they've done in the... I think it's going to be bad for now. What nature. they've done in the spring game... Good God. <laughs> it was awful. Um, speaking of Florida, did you hear us talking about their 2024 schedule when we was live? Uh, no, I did not. It is that. awful. It yeah, they. Awful. I do know they're getting put through the ringer. It's the it, it's it's the hardest schedule. I'll, that'll I don't think Napier makes it through twenty four. Yeah, the only who was it? Sanford Bulldogs was the only easy team that they played. For the way they are right now, if they don't improve, that may not even be an easy. Because it was the hardest SEC schedule I think in twenty twenty four. Then you got to think they play Florida State. They play Miami and they play UCF too. Yeah, <laughs> like they're screwed. Yeah, them. Them is no three pushover non-conference games at all. No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and six, I've got Missouri as well. I think Missouri does maybe sneak up on somebody. You seen them last year give Georgia hell, you know, for ninety-nine percent of the game. But um, yeah, I think they finished sixth. Who you got at five? At five, I got the University of Florida. As well, I'd say it, but I do. I do think they're going to go five and seven, um, and it's going to be a hard five wins. <laughs> like it, I just don't think Napier's the guy. I really don't. I I never thought Napier was the guy, but we'll just have to see how it rolls. I've got Missouri. Missouri's always one of those teams that always sneaks out. Yeah, so they always sneak out, or... sneak out wins, and. Uh, the coach that he's going for his fourth straight bowl game at Missouri, so I got him going for straight bowl games. I say I'm going to say Missouri six and six, seven and five, not too bad. They're going to just they're going to get wins here and they are just going to sneak them out if they can. I've got Florida at five. Um, no quarterback culture is horrible right now. Um, Napier pressure <laughs> is insane. Probably it's right? bad when you're in, under uh, pressure after uh, year one. Florida, like you said, I think they may win five games. Um, I really wanted to put them at six, to be honest, but mm-hmm. Missouri's Missouri. Who you got at number four? I got the University of Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, I think they take a step back a little bit after Will Levis being gone, but something about uh, O Stoops out there in Kentucky. I- I'll tell you this. He's the probably the best coach Kentucky's had. I'm going to say ever had because that's – Bear Bryant, but he's – I think Stoops is the man out there. They, they, they got named something after him out there. I've got Kentucky. Uh, ESPN was talking the other day, and I was watching like a – I guess it's SEC Nation or something like that, and they said Kentucky's got like the most improved offense in all of college football. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I'm sure they'll be decent, but I did see also they allowed 19.2 points per game last year. So, may I think they're going to bring back a lot of that defense. Mm-hmm. But other than that, number four. I've got USC Junior at number four. Um, I think Beamer Ball and uh, 
University of South Carolina goes back to where they belong in the SEC East, and that's mid, mid, mid. Um, they have a lot of hype. And then Tennessee, they got to come here, and I think – I think whenever hype bends Beamer over and shatters him dreams, I think it's going to just gonna all downhill from there. Damn. I do. Number three. I have gone off of the uh, Beamer ball. I got USC Junior on there. Got them going eight and four. Um, I just – look, South Carolina will not be a bad team. They won't. But they just won't be a good team tonight. They come to Neyland. I got USC Junior at uh, number three. Interesting stat. They got to improve on both sides of the ball on the offensive-defensive line. Last year, they allowed 31 sacks, but they was also 13th, 13th against the run. They got a lot to improve on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've, um, number number three, I've got Kentucky. I think I think Stoops recovers well from last year. Um, they brought in a great quarterback from the portal. I mean, I think Stoops hits Kentucky's ceiling once again and finishes third in the East. Um, mm-hmm. Number two. Uh, I have Georgia. Love it. I have them going eleven and one, um, and I just I just think it they ain't they ain't getting another one. Who you got the one loss to? Corbin, who do you have at number two? Uh, well, Georgia. Ruff, ruff. Georgia, it's tough to win three championships in a row. It is. Especially in today's day and time. That don't happen in any sport. And even winning SEC championships that many is going to be a tough task. And plus, they got uh, – Right now, they don't even know who their quarterback's going to be. They got a lot of questions down there in Athens. When was the last time a team three-peated? Alabama ain't even three-peated. No. Florida didn't three-peat. And, and Georgia in 24, that schedule is rough. And then they got Clemson as well, so it's not happening for them in 24. I'll tell you that right now. I just – I don't know. Number two, I've got UG – a with a Y on the end of it. Uh, they play no one at all all year. But when they come into Neyland on November 18th, they're in for a rude awakening. That's two days after my birthday. That's going to be a great uh, birthday present for you. Mm-hmm. Tennessee finishes 11-1. and one. Georgia finishes 11-1. and one. Tennessee wins the head-to-head. Um Give me We're Tennessee. We're going to Atlanta. Give me, yep, give me Tennessee in the SEC championship. Um, I think we lose to Alabama in, in T-Town regular season. I think we mm-hmm. beat Alabama in Atlanta, and Tennessee wins SEC for the first time since 1998. Mm-hmm. That is right. my prediction. Uh, let us know in the comments if you disagree or agree. We'll and be... we will simply tally up <laughs> the ones that disagree with us, and we will simply not give a damn. <laughs> Uh, We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Thank you, Taylor Jones with Big Orange Concrete Pumping. Big Orange Concrete Pumping. They can accommodate any residential or commercial concrete project that you may have in mind. They have one of the biggest lime pumps in the state. 
They take a lot of pride in their work, and they're waiting on your phone call today. Their number is 865-371-3367. Whether you're pumping noise and kneeling or pumping concrete, make sure you roll with the Big Orange. That's Big Orange Concrete Pumping, 865-371-3367. And we're back. Next, we've got Start Bench Cut, presented by Maxed Out Gym. Y'all ready for this? Yeah, let's get it. All right, number one, which NFL quarterback has the best season in 2023? Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. I'm going to go – I'm going to start Josh Allen. I think he – I think the Buffalo Bills are going to the Super Bowl this year. That's my prediction. Next is going to be Joe Burrow. I think they make to the AFC Championship game where they face off against the Bills. Uh, and then last, I hate to do it, but Justin Herbert, the coach out there, he's very inconsistent with his yeah. play calling. It's And I think – and look, I think Herbert's going to have a great year, but just out of the three, I'm just going to have to go with Herbert on cut. I gotta start Josh Allen. I'm a firm believer in Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. That's one hell of a team they got up there in New York. But I, uh, I do not think they make it the Super Bowl. I've said it. I said it last year that just like a NASCAR, Denny Hamlin, he's never gonna win a championship. Buffalo's just one of those teams that just they can't. They're not just not gonna win one. They ain't gonna get to one. But I do believe they get to the AFC Championship. Now for the bench, Joe Burrow. I'm going to say phenomenal season, upset in the playoffs. So. And then cut, Justin Hobart. I like Justin Hobart. I do, too. I, do I, too. I love him. I liked Philip Weavers back in the day. But he's the same as Philip Weavers. But he's a Philip Weavers 2.0. <laughs> he's and, more athletic Philip Weavers. But the, the, the same – he's going to win – he's like Philip Weavers was. He's going to win your games. He's going to get you the playoffs. But that's all he's ever going to do. I've got the exact same order. I'm starting Josh Allen. I, you know, didn't have as good as good of year as you know he would like to have had. I think he recovers from that well. I'm gonna start Joe Burrow. Or sorry, I'm gonna bench Joe Burrow. Um, my biggest reason for that is he does throw a lot of interceptions, um, but he don't have a very good line either sometimes. And I'm gonna cut Justin Herbert. Like him, but I just don't. I don't know. 
I should flip the other way around because the Madden curse. Josh Madden Allen. curse. No, I should have flipped it, but it's okay. I will say that AFC is just, it's a whole different league. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally different. It's loaded. Okay, question number two. Best college football coach of all time. Nick Saban, General Neyland, Paul Bear Bryant. This is the hardest question been asked. And I don't even have it. I'm gonna know I'm just gonna say it on the fly here. I'm gonna go number one because of the national championships. I'm going with Nick Saban. On the bench. I'm going with General Nealon. Because like Lucas said before, and that's the truth. He's went to war twice. And if you cut a man that went to war, you're going to hell. <laughs> So, third, <laughs> I hate to say this, but Paul Bear Bryant, he does have the overall record, but he has the most wins out of the three right here. But he couldn't beat Robert Nealon. I got me going. You're going to hell. All right. <laughs> Gorbin? All right. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Stoughton Nick Saban. I mean, to do what he's done in today's day and time is very hard. If this was back... In that day, it's more easier back then for any sports league. But the way recruiting is nowadays with social media, the television, the the media in general, I mean, there's a lot on all these players and all these teams. And Slavin's done that all within the past, what, 15 years. 189 wins, 27 losses, 7 championships, 10 SEC championships. That's amazing. As for bench... Guess I'm going to hell. <laughs> oh, blasphemy! Blair Bryant. I mean, three hundred twenty-three wins, eighty-five losses, and seventeen ties. He only won six championships, but he won fourteen SEC championships and a twelve-time Coach of the Year. And I hate to, but if he hadn't went to war, we may be talking about listing different on here. But stats are stats for what he done in his coaching career. 173 wins, 31 losses, 12 ties, four title championships, and five SECs. General Robert Neyland. We'll say you know how many ties Nick Saban has. You can't tie, though. because <laughs> no, it's that new generation. <laughs> yeah, you can't tie. I'm starting the general, and he went to war twice. He come back, always picked up right where he left off. Um, man, he could have went to the major – MLB, they want him to professional box. He could do it all. Um, if it wasn't for war, Nealon would be untouchable, in my opinion. So I'm starting the general. I'm going to bench Nick Saban. Can't take nothing away from him. Amazing legacy. I hope it falls apart over the next few years, but uh, amazing legacy. I'm cutting Bear Bryant. I'm just going to leave you this quote. People call me the best damn coach in the world, but General Nealon taught me everything I know, plus Paul Bear Bryant never could beat General Neyland. So that that's my order. Uh, start bench cut, pancakes, waffles, French toast. Well, honestly, I don't prefer any of these. These are not my top choices in breakfast food. Is this just because you started ketoing? No, this is not. Uh, it's always been like that. But Keto, and is that that new uh, chocolate bar you buy at the gas station? <laughs> I don't like that. Uh, but no, to me, you go with the pancake. 
Okay, you know why you go with the pancake? You can do so much with the pancake. You can put some syrup on that pancake. You can put you can put your sausage, your bacon, you can put eggs in there, fold it up, you got you a sandwich right there. Or you can do all that and then put uh, syrup on it. Or you can get a big old piece of chicken and put that in the pancake. Pancakes, and then I thought you get it was the, pancakes and waffles. You get uh, with pancakes, you can put butter on it, and you can do all that with the waffle. You can do the same with the waffle. It is very challenging because the waffles are harder, and they have the holes and it it or the squares, and it the waffle's just a harder thing to do all that kind of good stuff with. Um, and then French toast sticks. I do not like French toast sticks. Because they'd have them all the time at school. And I'm sorry, but the school cafeteria ruined French toast sticks for me. I get it. It's basically a pancake on a stick with syrup. I understand. But the pancake is number one due to the variety of things you can do with the pancake. Wow. Follow that, Corbin. He's, uh, he, he loves his food. <laughs> I got to start... Waffles, and you got to put peanut butter on waffles, and you got to. Sh- I bet you put peanut butter on something else. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a PG show sometimes around here. I was talking about crackers. Peanut butter and crackers is pretty good. Yeah, I know what I'm eating for work tomorrow, but put peanut butter on waffles. Now the pancakes, you got to bench, but you can't put no syrup or anything on them. Pancakes are the best by themselves. What? Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you got to cut French toast because I hate syrup in general. I don't eat syrup on my pancakes. I don't eat syrup in, for anything. So French toast is nothing but fucking bread to me. So throw that shit in the trash. I'm starting waffles as well. I'm gonna bench pancake. I, I like waffles. I like the the hard instead of just the soft. Oh what you do is you put some peanut butter on there, and then you put it back in the oven and let that peanut butter melt a little. That'll melt in your mouth. Y'all, y'all got it all wrong. It's the variety of things you can do with it. You can do as many things with a waffle as you It's can. harder, though, because <laughs> it's it's a harder surface. You just don't burn it. You just leave it a little flimsy. I'm cutting French toast. Uh, to me, this one was super hard. Start bench cut. Travis Henry, Jamal Lewis, Arian Foster. I'll tell you this. It was pretty easy for me. With Jamal Lewis, it matters. Are we doing injury, uh, injury prone after bad ACL Jamal Lewis? Or are we doing overall? Overall. Jamal Lewis, we're going to start him. Then going to be next, Travis Henry. And then third. Yes, he had the better pro career out of the three. But we're talking. About the University of Tennessee. And Arian Foster, Tennessee career compared to the other two, was just not there. And he got us in trouble, too. Frank's all fired up. He's fired up today. He's all fired up. He's had two weeks of rest. <laughs> two weeks of rest. I got a store to Jamal Lewis. Bench Arian Foster. Nah, I'm sorry, but you got to cut Travis Henry. I don't know. As far as Tennessee career goes, I would start Travis Henry. He was phenomenal. Um, 
and I would bench Arian Foster, and I would cut Jamal Lewis. Just He had a lot of injuries at Tennessee. But if we're talking NFL, I would start Jamal Lewis, and then I would bench Arian Foster, and I would cut Travis Henry as far as NFL careers. Um, all right. Which wrestler who passed away too soon done the most for the sport the most for the sport Owen Hart Eddie Guerrero Macho Man Randy Savage okay I've read the question wrong when I was picking so this is what we're gonna do done most for the sport Macho Man Randy Savage is a start okay he was right next to Hulk Hogan when um the golden era peaked when it got wrestling into the mainstream audience. It 30 million people tuned in to Saturday night's main event at midnight on a Saturday. But Yes. It took wrestling from this small regional wrestling territory into basically a global empire. And that was because of guys like Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Andre the Giant, Rowdy Roddy Piper, the Iron Sheik, R.I.P., Sheiky Baby, um, it took guys like that that did the most for the industry. Next is Eddie Guerrero. What can you say? He's the one out of the three. I hate how all three of them died. But Eddie Guerrero hurt the worst just because of what he was doing so well in his career at that point. He had so much left to prove. He had on the table a match with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania that was rumored to happen later that year. I think could have been the best wrestling match of all time. And his death came shocking. And then with the last one was probably the most horrifying and tragic death of Owen Hart. Um, one that I believe to this day they should have, they should have stopped the show. They should have just ended it. But... Show must go on, and... No, I'll do it like Vince Mann would say. Do it. The show must go on, pal. show needs to go on, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Corbin, who you got? Uh, I'm going to start Macho Man just because of what he done for the business. I mean, he was, like Spanky said, he was there during that golden era, the peak with Hulk Hogan. And everybody knows Randy Savage. Everybody knows Slim Jim with Randy Savage. I mean, yeah, snap it to a Slim Jim. Yeah. Now the other one, bench and cut. That was a tough one. I'm gonna bench Eddie. I mean, I grew up watching Eddie, so I remember watching him win the WWE Championship against Brock Lesnar in 2004. No way out. Yeah, there's no way out. Pay per view. I had to convince my mom so much back in the day to buy that pay per view. But Good decision. plus, what else he done with WCW and all the uh, drug habits he beat? Mm-hmm. But Owen Hoyt, I hate to, but I have to cut him. Spur would be aggravated. Spur would be aggravated, but I will say this: I once had some of the best matches to go back and watch, especially his uh, feud with his brother Bret Hoyt back in the day. That cage match at SummerSlam or WrestleMania, I forget which one. I saw it ten yeah, times. They had the cage match at SummerSlam. SummerSlam. They, That's they one wrestled the, each other both at Mania. That's the greatest cage match, I think, in the history of the business. To me, I think their Mania match was better because of the story. Okay, Owen beat his older brother to start the night. But to end the night, it was Bret Hart 
winning the championship and then Owen Hart coming out in defeat. Was that the was that the mania when he beat Yoko? Yes, he beat Yoko. Yeah, yeah, that's a WrestleMania ten, same WrestleMania. Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, Caesar's Palace. Nope, it was no. in um, Madison Square Garden, MSG. That was when they did every ten is in. Yeah, because twenty was in WrestleMania. Yeah, it was in the Garden. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got the same order as well. Believe it or not, I figured we would have a pretty good argument there, but we did not. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm starting Macho Man. I'm going to bench Eddie, and then I'm cutting Owen Hart. That was our start bench cut segment. Uh, very fun segment. I enjoy it. Presented by our friend Ryan Carson and Maxed Out Jim. We'll be back with our second talking points of the day. Maxed Out Jim is hands down the best gym in East Tennessee. Located in Oak Ridge, locally owned and operated by Ryan Carson. Listen, this gym is not your normal big chain gym. 24-7 access, child care, nutrition plans, private training rooms, and their personal trainers are truly first class. We're not talking about John Doe across the street who spent a few hours taking an online course and then printed his certificate. They offer the best classes in the area and even host big-time powerlifting competitions. For my powerlifters, you have to experience the back room. There's no words to describe it. You just have to experience it. That's Maxed Out Gym. If you're having second thoughts about changing gyms, canceling that membership, going through the hassle, I know you've seen the picture of me and Coach Hopple together when I got to show him his face on my leg. Have you seen the thunder thighs on the vol, Daddy? You don't get thighs like that by not going to Maxed Out Gym. It's time to throw away the gold membership Throw away the Planet Fitness membership. Throw away the National Fitness membership. And it's time to join Maxed Out Gym. Check them out on Facebook right now. And we're back. Next, we've got our second talking point presented by Trident HydroClean. We're going to dive a little bit more into the SEC as a whole. We'll discuss some college football as a whole as well. Um, Let's start with who's the most overrated team in the SEC this upcoming season. I'm gonna go with the LSU Tigers. They overrated. Uh, they down in Baton Rouge. Um, Coach Brian Kelly. They all, even though I got them number two, I still think they overrated. I just don't have any faith in that Coach Brian Kelly because I love Coach O. Corbin. <laughs> LSU. I got them. Lo- I got them losing uh, to Florida State this year. I got them losing to. I'll never cheer for Florida State. Apparently, Florida State's supposed to be good this year, and I. ESPN's got number three in their power rankings. I do, I do, I do believe LSU will lose to Florida State to start out the season. Alabama losing to Alabama, and they don't have a tough schedule at all. They may go ten and two, but that won't be enough to get to the college football playoff, which is what everybody predicts them to go to. Yeah, um, I've got Ole Miss in the SEC most overrated. I thought I was going to say the SEC championship. Um, this lane is very inconsistent. Um, I, I like Lane, but they're hopped every single year just around him, and they do okay. But until Lane can actually live up to the hop for a, a full season, I think Ole Miss is, is overrated. Um, That's a fair statement, honestly. I mean, yeah, every year Lane's supposed to get better and better, and he's – not done much in pro- he's, he stays the same he stays the same I think that's why he's aggravated is because he just needs a little yeah, a little edge that Ole Miss cannot give to him yeah um 
Who's the most underrated team in the SEC and why? I'm going to go with um, the Woo Pig Sueys, the Arkansas Razorbacks. I think they're going to just like to answer, not mean to jump ahead of you, to answer my second question. Um, I think they're going to be the surprise team of the year. I think Arkansas will. I think they'll bounce back. I think K.J. Jeffers is going to be healthy all year long. And here's here's another pick I got. I think he's one of the top three for the Heisman. Okay. he If he stays healthy, I agree. He's very good when he's healthy. I'm going to say uh, South Carolina. Oh, wow. Okay. Just because I do, they are doing good things down there in South Carolina. And I do believe they can actually give a run in the SEC. Like, they will give Tennessee a tough test this year. We're going to win that game, but it's going to be a close one. And they're bringing back Spencer, Spencer Radler, quarterback, also. Corbin's going to hate this. I've got Kentucky as the most underrated team in the SEC. Um, usually it's the opposite for me because usually they've got them ranked like, top 10 or something like that, and like, there's no way. But um, I think that, like I said earlier, I think Stoops is going to have a very good year this year. Um, not good enough to do anything special, but, you know, amazing for a Kentucky football team. Um, who will be the most surprising team in the SEC this season and why? Unsaid mine, we'll pick Suey. Turn on that damn jukebox. <sighs> Mississippi State. Okay. I think they're going to shock a lot of people this year. They're going to play with that we got to play for Mike Leach mentality. And uh, they're going to pick up some upset wins, and they're going to lose some heartbreak wins too. But I think they're going to do a lot better than what everybody at this table thinks they will do and a lot of people in college football think they will do. I do say, speaking of my leech, I do think, and Luke might make this a talking talking point one day. I do think the man deserves to be in the College Football Hall of Fame. I know. Due, I do, yeah, I do due too. Due to a technicality, as of right now, I think they'll get that changed. Also, something I would like to see. I know scheduling's a big old talking point nowadays. Yeah. Uh, but I would like to see a a matchup every year where Mississippi State either plays Texas Tech or Washington State. That would be cool. I'd like to see, like, let's say one year they play Texas Tech, then next year they play Washington State. Then one year Washington State will play Texas Tech or Mississippi State. Just something like that. I think that'd be cool. Well, uh, I think they should do something for Mike Leach. Now, I may have said it on the last podcast. I don't remember if I did or not. It seems like I didn't mention it, but uh, Madden's got John Madden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Because of what he done in offensive playbook and all that. How about if we bring back the college football game, if we somehow put in dedication to Mike Leach because he changed the whole game of uh, college football? I, I do like the idea. Now, I, I can do see the negatives in that because then you're going to call it Leach 24. or I mean, that, they, can, they can oh, get creative. Could, yeah, you could just you can call it put him on the cover or some, you know, something like that would be some, cool. They can have a Mike Leach mode or something like that. Or Yeah, I you got to do something for the video game to tribute to him, I think. I think so, too, as much as he done for the game. Um, I mean, like, he was Hopple's offensive coordinator at Oklahoma, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, he was also the man that came up with the genius idea to uh, – I don't know if you've all y'all have ever seen this uh, college game day story. It was uh, Texas-Oklahoma. 
Um, probably not. I'm probably Mike Leacher one, had the, one of the assistants draw up a fake play card sheet. I did see that. Yeah, and they dropped it on so purpose. Then yeah, a Texas uh, assistant coach got a hold of it, sent it to defense coordinator. And then Oklahoma went on this. I want to say it was when Heupel played too. It, it's pot. Yeah, I think I it was ninety nine. It, it was ninety nine two thousand. Yeah, that, um, that sounds right. Because Oklahoma went up big, and then once they realized it was a fake script, Texas came back, and yeah. Um, I've got Hugh Freeze at Auburn. Uh, I think they're going to be the most surprising team. Horrible person, but a damn good coach. He wins everywhere he goes. He was great at Ole Miss, and I think he's going to be great at Auburn. I think he, I think he hits the SEC with a monster splash. I really do. I do think it within three years, possibly next year, Hugh Freeze and Auburn is going to be something to reckon with yeah. within the SEC. That, that's that's my go-to. Is I think a lot of people are. I, I'm not. I mean, I hope he's changed or, or whatever. You know, everybody says that they've. You know met Jesus and, you know, changed their life. But, I mean, everybody I says that. Changed. You know, I, I hope, you know, he ha- he really has. But I, I used to like him when he was at Ole Miss, honestly. Um, I don't have a problem with him now. I don't either. But, um, okay, so as a whole in college football, who's your biggest dark horse to make the college football playoff? This one's going to get some people talking. The man does some shady things. I know he does. Uh, he does some things that are about more of him than the team as a whole. But it's working. It's not your traditional cookie-cutter college program, but they're coming. You going, Dion? I got University of Colorado. Oh, wow. <laughs> he's used the transfer portal to his advantage, and he's going to keep doing it. And people are going to see that. It's going to make all these old heads mad, but it's, that's how college football is now. It's about it's not about rebuilding. I, I don't believe in this day and age in college football you can have a rebuild with that transfer portal. You can only have a reload. I do not agree with that whatsoever. <laughs> Colorado, like, he's still a work in progress. He was a work in progress. Who was he coaching for before you? Jacksonville Jackson State. Jackson, Jackson State. State. Jackson State. It's going to have, like, the way he runs his system, a lot of players are just, I feel like it's it's not going to last long. Like, it's just not today's day and time. So? I don't, it's just not today's day and time. The players, it's just, they're not going to put up with a bunch of the shit that he does. And I know it's not shit. I agree with what he does. Like, no cell phones. You got to wear no ball shorts, no headphones. I agree with that. That makes a winning program. But nowadays, you just you can't do that with these players. And another thing is, is Colorado has been down for so many years. You just do not get Deion Sanders and just become an elite, top-tier college football well, program. Well, if you look at the athletes he's got, he's got the – He's, he's got, brought them in. He cut a lot, he, too. Well, he, may have, he may have bought them in, but I want to see what the hell he's going to do with them. Well, well, that'll be too big determined, I guess. We'll have to see. Which, in their defense, they are in the Pac-12. Well, the team I got is in the Pac-12, too. And I do believe they can make it there. Who? Utah. Utah. They won three straight. Back 12 championships. Wait, is it three straight? No, they've won back-to-back. I got them going three straight. Okay. But they went 10-4 the past two years. But Utah is always one of those teams that's good. Mm-hmm. Always. They yeah, always were solid. 
Well, very solid. And they've been solid going back 20 years ago when they had Urban Meyer as a coach. Did you know that? Because nobody knew yes, that but I me. Yes, I did. They had Urban Meyer and Dan Mullen, yep. Yeah. That's pretty good. I did not. I admitted on the last one. I've got NC State as a dark Ooh, horse. The Wolf Pack. The Wolf Pack. Uh, they brought in uh, Brennan Armstrong from Virginia. He reunites with his uh, former offensive coordinator. If they could put a full season together, I think that uh, they, they can make a splash, man. I really do. They got a better chance than Colorado does. I'll tell you that <laughs> right now. As oh, a, man, it's going to get the people talking. As a whole, which college football team will overachieve this year? I'm going to go with the Jayhawks of Kansas. Oh, wow. Okay. They they started uh, 6-0 and last year, and I think this year, I think they're going to make some noise this year. I, th- I really do. Dang it. <laughs> Kansas, Colorado, like uh Look, man, you gotta have a, a if I if a I was to branch go, variety. If I was to go on Wikipedia right now and look at the all time college football winning records, I know Kansas is like top ten least most wins it, it, of all look, time. It, they don't have to be the best. It's just overachieve. And when your achievement is nothing and you overachieve that, then you've done something. Well, I hope they can uh do better than who I got picked because them damn miners of UTEP is going to surprise everybody <laughs> this year. Bang on UTEP. They haven't won a bowl game since 1967. They are starving. They, give <laughs> they are mining away at the moment trying to – they're mining away to find that bowl game win. And it's going to happen this year. Quarterback Galvin Hordeson, 2,000 yards, 11 touchdowns last year. He's going to come in this year and he's going to throw – 3,000, 4,000 yards, 25 touchdowns. going to take UTEP to the first winning record since, like, 1994 or something like that. No, you don't know what to expect. Do you even know what conference UTEP's in? No. The CUSA. And they're going to win that damn shit all year long. I'm not buying the UTEP hop. I got so zoned out when he started yelling. I thought he was still talking about Utah the for a duel, minute. The duel is starting to shape up really good. Galvin yeah. Hordison. Remember his name. I'm not going to remember. I don't even remember his name now. You, uh, you, you, Galvin Bardison. I don't know. What did you say? <laughs> you know who he is when you watch him on CBS Sports Network at 1030 on a replay on Saturday nights. I don't stay <laughs> up that late. Spanky's going to love this. Corbin's going to hate this. I think Colorado overachieves this year. Um, we coming? I think they, <laughs> I think they upset some teams this year. I think Dion wins seven or eight games this year. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, they they can win seven or eight games this year and overachieve, but they ain't making no damn college football play. It's a dark horse, man. You never no. know. That, oh yeah, yeah, that was a. Pre- I was about to say I didn't say that, uh, but man, I I think it's. I would love to see them upset USC um, <laughs> or Utah or Oregon. I can't stand Lincoln Riley at oh, USC. I I- All right, so let's get into some punishment talk real fast. So we need to discuss our punishment for each week's loser when our predictions start. I think it's. I think it should be just a pride thing. You know, you just. That's what I think. I think it should be just Is a that because thing. you know you're going to lose? Spank's, no, I Spank's don't. scared. He no, knows, he knows I'm the 35-day champ scared. over here. I ain't scared of your 127-pound 
Pine in, son. I'm not scared none. I fear no man. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. <laughs> I mean, we I will not eat a hot chip on this show or ever. I will not. I will Thank walk you. up and leave. You really won't do it? No. I'd rather eat a pickle, and Corbin knows how I feel about pickles. Oh, yeah, he's what about a hot pickle? No. <laughs> Nothing hot. The only thing hot about me is me. So, we're going to have to come up with some funny shit because we got to give the people entertainment, Spanky. We got to give the people what we they want. We give them entertainment every time I'm on the programming. It ain't very often lately. Uh, no. <laughs> so, and we got to go live with it too. We got to go live with with the, the punishment. So, so how are we going to tame this punishment? We're going to put it like in a bowl, like that one uh, man suggested. That's what I'm thinking. We put it in there. A right? random, random punishment. Don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, then you pull it out on the live show, and you have to do it right then. It could be like the easiest thing ever or the worst thing ever. Y'all agree with whatever. But just know, I will not eat nothing hot. You want nothing like a gummy that big? No. <laughs> Chick-fil-A spicy sandwiches are already hot enough for me. I ate a jalapeno pepper or whatever out of the garden earlier. Didn't even have a drink for it. So do we have like a monster punishment like the, like at the end when all of it's tallied up? I just say bragging rights, man. That's what I'm here for. Because you're scared. I ain't scared <laughs> you're of nothing. You're scared. You're scared of... I ain't scared of nothing. I'm undefeated in Joe Kazana Promotions, pal. Ain't you ain't undefeated on this podcast. I got that shit whooped. Because this is a predetermined <laughs> podcast, man. Everyone knows no. that. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. It's, this is no. predetermined. No, it's not. Well, we need to do a live show with the duel and have like a poll and just let the... Yeah, let the people vote. Let the people Because the people pick. love the spank. So, we got to come up with some stuff. We're going to have to think on it. We'll do another live... Our next live show, we'll bring it up again. Now, Dalton, he brought up the, the Waffle House Challenge. That was pretty good. That What's the Waffle House Challenge? Um, I can't remember. Something was a lot. You you sat at the Waffle House but for 24 hours unless you eat 24 waffles. And every one you eat, you take an hour you gotta off. You sit at the Waffle House 24 hours, but every waffle you eat, it takes an hour off of your time there. So that's pretty, that's pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty wild. I think I could get down... A good 12 to 18 waffles. I'll just be like Joey Chestnut or somebody in there and just do it all at once. <laughs> I think I could I think I think could do that. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to come up with a list. We'll, we'll have to think on it and, and get back. But, yeah, so we're going to do weekly punishments for sure. And do you think monster punishment at the end? Like? Like who like loses the, all the like who yeah. loses the most? Whoever loses the like most. The overall, I say whoever loses the most gets pushed off the Tennessee, gets pushed into the Tennessee River. That would be awful cold by the end of the season. That would be awful cold. Be like, I'd have to explain <laughs> my boss why I'm not at work for a week. It would be January and we'd be <laughs> pushed off in the Tennessee River. We can wait till the spring. Yeah, we maybe we could just make the Tennessee River thing. Since we're going to do some live shows from there, maybe we can make that one of the punishments. Maybe. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll, I'm going to we'll think of some. I, I'm going to think of some ideas. Yeah, we got to think of some some good hot stuff to eat and 
and all that good stuff. But because I don't depend on, I don't plan on losing once. I'm gonna get this shit week after week after week. I'll be undefeated all year, just like I am with the uh, battle challenge we do, and uh, that's how it's gonna be. I won this podcast over here, son. I won this damn show. Spanky's scared. Look at him. I'm watching this baseball game. <laughs> she just got out of a bad spot. All right. Uh, we love our sponsors. Can't thank Jagged Painty enough. Let's try to Hydro Clean for sponsoring that segment. We'll be right back with the duel. Trident Hydro Clean, your exterior home cleaning professionals, house, roof, driveway, concrete, gutters, and much more. Trident Hydro Clean, 865 363 8815. They've been in business for five years, and they have a five-star Google rating and a five-star Facebook rating. Call Jacob today. Give your house, driveway, and or patio the care it deserves. 100% satisfaction guarantee. See the difference between a professional and amateur cleaning. That's 865-363-8815. Hey y'all, it's the Vob Daddy. We're doing a huge giveaway for the season opener in Nashville versus Virginia. A pair of tickets, four rows off the field. All you have to do is join up for the volunteer club. You should already be a member, but here's your chance to join and win some tickets at the same time. The higher membership you get, the more entries you're gonna get to win the tickets. Refer a friend, I'll double your chances to win. We will do the giveaway live on our show. Remember, you have to use my link. Screenshot that QR code or get on my Facebook, my TikTok, my Instagram, whatever. Join today. Go Vols. And we're back. Next, we have the duel presented by Premier Excavation. The Spank and Corbin will battle it out over a few tough questions. And the winner not only gets bragging rights, but they... It's a chicken dinner. He'll get a Walmart belt. Because... I'm still the champ around here. Our shipping is taking forever. What were you doing? Um, Spur would have beat you last week. I, I didn't. I, nobody's beating me. You weren't worried about that. I ain't worried about that. Ain't worried okay, about whatever. Confidence is key. Number one, what is the best sports movie of all time? This one to me, this one was a very hard one. It really was because there's so many greats. Like you got Rocky. You got remember, uh, you got Friday Night Lights. You got Talladega Nights. You got Rudy. You you got a bunch the replacements. You got a bunch of them. But to me, the one that hits the most at home, the one that just makes you feel good at the end of the day, remember the Titans. We are the Titans, the mighty, mighty Titans. I don't want them to gain another yard. I want you to make them remember the night that they played the Titans. That's a very good one. Talladega Nights is the movie, all right? Ricky Bobby is the man. He chews Big Red. Fuck you. Hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we are. Hold on, hold on. Oh, okay. He ain't done. He's figuring it out. And he reminds, what? Well, that's me. That's me straight up. Ricky Bobby, like the way he acts, KO and all of them. That's like me and my buddy, like. When he's sitting on the damn couch, and that's me sitting on the couch, like, hey, uh, yeah, you know, you, you know, your uh, your wife here in this uh, house that you stole that I'm living in now, you got any ghost? 
That is me. I would like to that movie. I would like to object. His is not on topic. We said sports movie. Talladega Nights is not a sports movie. It's a comedy about a fictional sport. So you're saying NASCAR's not a sport too, right? No, it's not. NASCAR is a sport. If it's a sport, then I'm a professional athlete and I can get in the back <laughs> of a car and drive. You're going to have every dirt track racer around East Tennessee coming at you before you I know it. I wish they would. You think it's just going left. No, it's not. It's way more than going okay, left. Okay, fine. I'll go right. I'll go into the wall. I wouldn't be doing that, but that's why we don't put you in a race car. Well, I wouldn't put me in a race car either, because if I got in a race car, I'd I'd get on that track, make a lap, and get the hell out of there. You couldn't make it 15 laps in a NASCAR car. I probably couldn't, because I don't need to go fast, because I like to smell the roses. I like to appreciate all life's fine things. But no, when them little speed demons get in the back of that car or the front of that car, wherever the hell they get in that car at, I still don't know how they get in that thing. NASCAR's born on moonshine, damn it. Yeah, and inbreds. I don't know where you got that part from. Look at their attendance. Half of the people in the crowd, look, if you count everybody in the crowd at a NASCAR park, it literally counts five teeth total. Five teeth total. And there's seven. There's probably 7,000 mullets there, too. Cause we're bad. Hey, what the hell's wrong with a mullet? You're supposed to be trying to Your, win. This. Yours is a clean mullet. <laughs> That's because we're bad motherfuckers. That's why. I wish you'd quit cussing. There's children who watch this show. Lou's got a bleep button. All he's got to do is push that bleep button. Well, I hope he bleeps it. <laughs> All right, number two, we are 73 days away from Tennessee football. Who's the best vault to wear number 73? No question, no disrespect to any other man, woman, or child that wore the number 73 in the University of Tennessee in the orange and white, but there's just something about them damn orange britches. We got the man, Trey Smith, who just so happened to win a Super Bowl championship. With the Kansas City Chiefs. So you're not a Titans fan is what you're saying. No, I like the Broncos, and it is hard to Oh, my Chiefs. God, Broncos, Chiefs, oh, my gosh. I am a Titans fan like you should be in the great state of Tennessee over here. Um, when they do stupid stuff, it's hard to be. You, you talk shit now. You talk shit now. We're going to win a Super Bowl one of these days. Yeah, you want me to tell you why you're going to win a Super Bowl one day? Because one day they're going to change the name of the Super Bowl. They're going to change it to some other sponsor that wants to pay high dollar, and then they're just going to give you the Super Bowl name. Because the Titans do not know how to make things good. You could have got Hendon Hooker and made all your fan base happy. And then if you would have got Hendon Hooker, you could have kept Josh Dobbs. Could you imagine they would have changed their colors to orange and white if they had Josh Dobbs and Hendon Hooker. But no, they went with Will Pelvis. It don't matter who we went with because we got Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, and a whole badass damn team. Well, guess what? You may tell you what you're going to do with Ryan Tannehill, who couldn't do anything. That's why he's always on the trade block. That's why they're always looking for a quarterback, because no, he no, can't no, no, do no, no, anything. No, no, no. You're wasting Derrick Henry's years. No, 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 no. And I don't have to stand up to make a point. I can make a point sitting down. Ryan Daddy. Tannehill's done more for the Titans than any quarterback we've had in the past 20 years. Because your franchise has barely been alive for 20 years. Bullshit. 
Name me something good the Titans have done in 20 years that did not include Derrick Henry. Kerry Collins. Who? Uh, he took us like, what was it? 13 wins one year? I'm not sure. Had Chris Johnson, Vince Young. Not a good one, but was a good one. Mediocre at best. Who you have number 73 in football? Number 73? I've got Trey Smith. Copycat! That would have been a, a – I think that would have determined winner or loser if he didn't have Trey Smith. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen who. I mean, he went on and won a Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs. Look at what he done with Tennessee. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest to ever play – one of the best comeback stories in the University of Tennessee. I'm glad. I'm glad you was looking over here and copying my notes. On oh my, my paper. god! I can't even read your handwriting. So look, I went to Walberg. I barely know how to read as it is. They failed me. Throw Walberg under the bus over here. <laughs> I'm just saying. What is the best tailgate drink of all time? To me, and this is going to upset all you tailgate people, but I'm going to go with nothing beats an ice-cold water on a Saturday night. You want me to tell you why I like water? Because I don't need any substances to get rowdy. I don't need any other kick to get rowdy. All I need is me, myself, and I, and some good old rowdy people around me. And an ice-cold water gets me very fueled and hydrated. High-quality H2O. I don't need that substance all you alcoholics out there need when you're feeling down and sad and wanting to get a kick. I wake up with that kick, Daddy. I don't need to get drunk because I have a drunk personality because I am the man. I am the spank. What is wrong with you? The best is middle lot. Pound them things all day long. And if you come there from getting too hammered the night before, you drink your damn Bloody Mary. You make that some bitch right up in the parking lot. You drink that damn Bloody Mary down. Then you go and you drink one middle light, two middle light, three middle light, four middle light. Next thing you know, you're at like 20 middle lights. Next thing you know, you're in the back of a jail cell and you don't remember how you got there. When me, when I have my water, I'm always remembering where I am. I know when I have my boundaries, pal. Because I am the man. I don't need all that stuff to get all hammered down, Daddy. And when you've had too many, you throw up. And then you drink yep. another one. And Luke knows I can do that because <laughs> I do it a lot. <laughs> Which road game environment for Tennessee will be the roughest this year? To me, you could go two ways with it. You can go one or two. You can go with Alabama. The pissed off, inbred yens. Down in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, who are going to be pissed off about us beating them last year and us storming the field, having a big old time. Um, but I think it's a 7 o'clock kickoff. They might not be very good, but they got the spirit when it comes to tailgating. That's down at the swamp. I'm going with Gainesville on that one. Gainesville's toughest environment. That's Alabama. We Look what we done to Alabama last year. Mm-hmm. We we are over here. We're poking the damn. What what do you call um, that? You you're poking the damn. Uh, you're poking the damn elephant. bear. We're poking Nick, the Nick, elephant. Nick Saban's like these sons of bitches ain't coming in here this year doing us like what they done us last year. But you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna walk in that stadium. We're gonna tear that damn stadium down at the end of the night when we whoop that Alabama ass. It's not about what we're gonna do in the stadium. It's about what the stadium's gonna do to us. 
Alabama, they are nothing but a bunch of inbreds, but at least they're sophisticated. Them Floridians down there, them are some crazy son bitches. Okay, you give them hours and hours to prepare, they might they will break the news before the game is even over with of a Florida man doing something at the game. There's going to be a Florida man climb up to the top of that goalpost, sit on top of that goalpost, and just sit there with that goalpost up his rear as they kick the ball off. You sound like you like that or something. I'm not saying I like it. I'm just saying facts. Which Tennessee baseball uniform is the best? To me, it's a nostalgia thing. And I, I love the orange. I do. There's something in the orange, brother. Something in the orange tells me we're not done. But um, pinstripes are okay. To me, pinch. here's my hot take on pinstripes. Everybody's using them. Like, it's kind of, it's one of them things. It's, everybody's using them. Um, then you got the, what, what's it called? Cream. Cream. Sunday cream. Sunday cream. I'm not going to go there. Uh, but... My favorite, personally, and you can't go on Smoky Gray. I'm going with the black. Uh, I know. I know. I said about black helmets. I still love the black helmets. People don't hate me on it. I you just I, I was given an ultimatum. Damn it. Okay, but I love them black. Can you spell ultimatum? One because spell said, ultimatum. Shut your mouth, you <laughs> cornbreaded hick. Look, the reason I like it, it's simple. It has the letter V. It has the letter O. It has the letter L. It has the letter S. It says Vols, 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 Vols on it. And it's in black, baby. Back in black. And it's the same uniform that we beat them Clemson Tigers down in Death Valley. I know it's not Death Valley, but I'm going to say that town is Death Valley because we made them Death Valley when we beat them in football and baseball. Softball. And softball, damn it. You don't even know what you see. Luke's having to correct you to lead you through this little journey right here that we're playing right now. And I can't believe you said weeks ago you did not like the black. Well, guess what that comment did? That comment helped spark. Spell me it, ultimatum it, like you it did the balls. Spark. Spell me ultimatum. Won't you spell it? I'm asking you. I'm asking you. Lead by example. The best jersey is the gray jersey because we live in the damn Smoky Mountains over here. Okay. It's not even gray over here. So you're talking shit. About the smoky gray. I'm not. I like them. But I'm just saying, don't say obviously it's the not. smoky mountains because there's nothing gray about the smoky mountains. Well, obviously, like last week or two weeks ago, oh, I don't like black, but this week you like black. So you're very indecisive. I said I like the smoky gray helmet because of the design in the helmet. You're indecisive. I am not indecisive. You're indecisive and you can't spell ultimatum. Stop being an alcoholic. You're indecisive. You can't spell ultimatum. You you drink water on a tailgating day. Like, I drink middle light. Because I, I drink water because I don't need the substance of alcohol or anything else because that's why I am better than each and every single one of you. Nothing like a good Jack and Coke. Actually, Jack Daniel straight right out of the bottle. When you get, right before you walk walk in the stadium, you turn that damn sons of bitch up and you pour that son of bitch right down. And then you walk your ass over to Neyland and you buy you and three you more And you throw up fish. out the side of it. 
Hey, if you, hey, if you throw up and you can drink a beer afterwards, then you're a freaking man. You don't hear of anyone getting arrested for a WUI. A what? A WUI. Water while intoxicated. <laughs> you don't hear of that. Uh, this was, I, I like, I like Spanky's movie choice better. I like Corbin's baseball uniform better. Make good decisions, Luke. But the, Make good decisions. The tailgate drink is where Spanky loses. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. That's fine, right. because you're an alcoholic. You're an alcoholic. <laughs> alcoholic. That's 42 Take your little twenty four ninety nine belt and you can shove it. <laughs> Hey, we've got a heavy one on the way. That was uh, <laughs> that. <laughs> I am the greatest. I am the greatest over here. You're the greatest ass kisser because that's what this little segment is—is is just kissing his ass. <laughs> if we let the people decide, spell ultimatum. Won't you spell it? Won't you spell your name backwards when you're drunk? <laughs> All right, <laughs> that was that was the duel presented by Premier Excavation. Thank you, Travis Duncan. Thank you, Toy. Thank you, Travis. You all do great work out there. <laughs> I love it. Be- TikTok videos you make awesome shit. The Wokians do awesome shit. I may call you next woke. Next week. That's not how you spell ultimatum. Are you done? All right, we'll be right back with the Jersey Countdown. <laughs> Do you have dreams about what your property could be? Whether it's driveways, ponds, septic, new home construction, or even forestry mulching, let us earn your business and make your property dreams come true. Call Premier Excavation at 865-766-9408. You can also find us on Facebook or Instagram. Thank you for supporting small businesses that support you. Again, that's Premier Excavation at 865-766-9408. And we're back. Next, we've got the Jersey Countdown presented by DNM Fence Company. We're officially 100 days until Tennessee football is back. We've been doing a countdown since number 99. Today, we're going to do number 79 to 73, which is how many days that we're at currently. Number 79, I've got Brad Lampley. 94 to 97, um, protected Peyton Manning, very good player. His son, Jackson Lampley, plays at Tennessee currently, four-star offensive lineman. I'm going with the Lampley. I got Lampley, too. Any man that protects Peyton Manning is a man that we need to glorify. <laughs> I got uh, Eric Steele, offensive lineman. He uh, Very good. He protected uh, – Tennessee Rush for 2,701 yards in his Tennessee career. Yeah, he was very good. I'm pretty sure he was like All-American and stuff too, wasn't he? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, S- no, he was SEC. Okay. Um, number 78, I'm going to go with Anton Davis. Uh, all, all SEC, All-American, uh, won the Jacobs Trophy as the SEC's top blocker in 1990. Um, he was select eighth overall in the NFL draft, played with the Eagles for several years, played with the Falcons, and played with the Packers. Uh, Antone Davis as well had the stellar Tennessee career and had the stellar NFL career. Raymond Foster. Okay. Tenure NFL career. Uh, played 44 games, Tennessee. All SEC honors as a freshman and a junior. 
Number 77, I'm going to go Michael Munoz. Um, 2001-2004, he was one of the first offensive linemen that I remember as a kid. Um, you know, y'all, it's always in players when you, you know, you just thoroughly remember, you know, being a fan of. So I looked up to him as a kid, two-time team captain, All-SEC, All-American, Dratty Trophy winner for the nation's uh, top scholar athlete, three-time All-SEC academic team. Kind of got, uh, you know, injuries kind of set him back, but Michael Munoz was awesome. Yep, I got Mike as well. I think Luke's just stealing my paper or something like no, that. No, <laughs> I think it's the other way around. <laughs> I had the same as you. And so. Michael Munoz, yeah, he was he was awesome. Um, I, I loved him. Number 76, I'm going Javante Spragans, current player. Damn it, Spanky. I can't help it, man. 6'3", 325, um, earned offensive lineman of the week versus Florida last year. So powerful. Um, he's our right guard, senior, SEC all-academic, honor roll times two. He's played in 32 games for Tennessee with 25 starts. The zookeeper, Javante Spragans. Had Aaron Sears. Aaron Sears, that's a good one. Offensive lineman. Team captain. Yeah, I liked Aaron Sears. Um, number 75. I'm going Jerome Carvin. Spanky, you're copying. I'm not. Yeah, you are. That's what he does. Look, that's some of these does. are just – it's just how it is, he's, man. Uh, he's obviously not with us now. He joined the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, five seasons with Tennessee. Stuck it out through – all the bullshit, you know, only allowed two sacks his last two seasons of his career. I think he's going to do something in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Hey, Peter Chase, he done, he's done something more than any of us had. He won a Super Bowl. I got Anthony Porter yeah. uh, in 2007 that they only allowed four sacks the whole season. Oh, wow, okay. That's impressive. Yeah, it's very impressive. Number 74, who you got, Spanky? 74. I got Antone Richardson. Okay, just making sure. Who'd you have? I've got Shamrod Umarov, true oh. freshman. Oh. 6'7", 330-pounder, four-star prospect, ranked as the nation's number 14 overall offensive tackle. Got Corbin? Antonio Richardson. Okay. Uh, helped UT come late 2006. 2,261 yards rushing in 2013, which is the most they had since 2004. <laughs> Bless you, damn it. Number 73, Sorry. I'm going Trey Smith. Uh, I don't think you can go any other way. I think we all got Trey Smith. Uh, yeah, we all got Trey Smith. I guarantee you do. 6'6", uh, 330, All-SEC, All-American, had to stop playing football to the blood clots. Um, just an amazing story, Super Bowl champion. And probably – if not the best, one of the best NFL right guards in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You got Trey as well? Oh, yeah, yeah. You got Trey. Orange Bridges, baby. Orange Bridges. A big thank you to Dean Infensive for sponsoring the Jersey Countdown. That will be our Keys to the Game segment once football season starts. We'll be right back with Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other, presented by CND Tire and Oak Ridge. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your man here, the Spank. Like myself, DM Fencing are the best in the business today. They can install wood, chain link, vinyl, picket, composed metal, barbed wire, heck, bring them bamboo sticks, and they can install them things for you too. DM Fencing, do it right the first time. Their numbers are 865 435 4515 or 865 
387-1026. Give my friend Ted a call today. That's DM Fencing. Megan's Cleaning Services is here to meet all of your home cleaning needs. From a basic clean to a deep clean, from a one-time clean to a bi-weekly clean, Megan's Cleaning Service is here for you. We provide residential, commercial, and rental cleanings for the best prices. Serving Knox, Anderson, Scott, Roan, and Morgan counties, give me a like on my Facebook page. My phone number is 423-539-7266. Again, that's Megan's Cleaning Services at 423-539-7266. Thank you. Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other, presented by CND Tire and Oak Ridge, picking five crazy stories. Corbin and Spank are going to guess which state they think that it happened in once I read the title and why they think it was in that state. Story number one, bank robber hands Teller a note with his name and address on the back of it. Bank robber hands Teller a note. Georgia. Other, Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, Some bank robbers wear wigs. Others put on masks. This one, investigators say, made little effort to conceal his identity. Michael Harrell, 54, was arrested in August after ordering a teller to hand over cash from a U.S. bank location in Cleveland using a note that had his full name and address on it. The FBI says uh, it reportedly was written on the back of a mail document from the Ohio Bureau of Motor Vehicles. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> I bet that was the easiest search of yeah. all time. Apparently referred to Harold by his name and gave him an unknown amount of money before calling 911, but Harold didn't really notice that she called him by his name, you know, like he didn't pick up on that. But unsurprisingly, uh, FBI agent let him know, um, I guess when they picked him up, that when you pre- present a note, that is your name already on it and address. It helps us tremendously. <laughs> um, <laughs> Could you imagine, like, the feeling getting in that cop car? It's like, my gosh, I almost got away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. N- number two, man caught driving stolen SUV on his way to bail his brother out, who was also arrested for stealing a vehicle. Uh, Florida. That's got to be Georgia. They do a lot of stealing down in Georgia. Other again, Kansas. Uh, a man in Kansas was arrested on uh, for driving a stolen SUV to bail his brother out, who had been jailed only a few hours earlier for stealing a separate vehicle. The first sibling was caught. Uh, he's a 36-year-old named Eric McCracken. McCracken? Uh, McCracken. <laughs> Eric Dean McCracken, to be exact. Uh, he was arrested for driving a stolen Chevy Trailblazer. The Jackson County Sheriff's Office uh, later said his younger brother, Keith Ray McCracken, was arrested after leading deputies on a short chase in a stolen 2015 Silverado. Um, authorities were tracking him through GPS. They were tracking McCracken. They tracking McCracken. Uh, he was on his way to bail out his Belly's brother out of jail. I mean, at least like part of the goal was accomplished. They're reunited. Yeah. That's probably the most exciting thing Kansas has go on all year. 
What all they got in Kansas? Cornfield. They even have cornfields. That's they Iowa. The, they no, got, they ain't got the Chiefs. Chiefs are in Missouri. They what? Kansas tornado, tornado country. I, I. Man weighing three hundred. Wait, what? What did you say? The Chiefs are? They're in Missouri. Kansas City, Missouri. <laughs> I guess that would be correct. Yes. Yeah. Well, that confuses me because there's a college called Kansas City, Missouri, which is a Division One team in basketball. Oh. So. Mm-hmm. Don't hate on me too much. Man weighing 346 pounds punches pizza delivery man. I guess, Alabama. I guess he should order damn the pizza faster. <laughs> what kind of pizza was it? It didn't say. It wasn't like Pizza Hut, Little It wasn't Caesars. over pizza, though. It was over uh, a pizza accessory, an uh, uh, appetizer. Must be Pizza Hut. They got chicken wings and all that good stuff. Uh, I'm going to say, who'd you say? I said Alabama. Alabama. I got to beat him at this game. So, I'm going to have to go with uh, Georgia. Barrow Beach, Florida. A Florida man has Can we not get anything? (laughs) A Florida man has been charged with battery after allegedly punching a pizza delivery man in the face because he forgot the garlic knots. Uh, Robert Wheeler, the 40, 48, the like garlic knot bread or whatever. Robert Wheeler, 48, was arrested uh, <laughs> after a skirmish that broke out outside a house in his hometown of Vero Beach. The delivery man, 19-year-old Jonathan Fegan, told investigators that the 346-pound thir- wheeler struck him below the left eye after he rolled down the window of his vehicle. The 48-year-old... Uh, who has fat and boy <laughs> tattooed on his arms, <laughs> told the 19-year-old to roll his window down and then punched him in the face while uh, Jonathan Fegan was talking on the phone. Um, the victim told police Wheeler struck him because he forgot the garlic knots. Oh, man, you can't forget them garlic <laughs> them, knots. Yeah. That's, some seri- that's a serious crime to a big man. Yeah. A uh, man allegedly steals from store, then comes back and asks for a job application. Is that Morgan County, Tennessee? <laughs> Other. Georgia. Wyoming. Uh, <laughs> Damn it. Booyah, daddy. This should be Other in the West. <laughs> There are plenty of ways to make your job resume stand out, but this isn't one of them. Uh, A man who applied for a position at a sporting goods store in Wyoming allegedly stole from the business twice on the same day. The unidentified 36-year-old man first bought some items with his reward card but did not pay for a pair of sunglasses and ammunition when he was there. Uh, He then returned about three hours later, this time to ask for a job application. The man allegedly left the store after the encounter with two more pairs of sunglasses. <laughs> At least it's kind of covers track. Don't want to get no bad suspicion. Yeah, uh, the suspect whose job application status wasn't clear was cited for alleged thefts. Police say they recovered the items. Interesting. Burglar attempts to rob house and gets stuck in the chimney. North Pole. I'm kidding. Uh, let's go with uh, Georgia. 
I swear, if you I've picked Georgia every time, and if you get Georgia this time, I'm gonna be so mad. We've had enough others. I'll go other. Ridgecrest, California. Boom. A <laughs> uh, man attempted to rob a home by sneaking through the chimney in a move known as the reverse, <laughs> the reverse Santa. Uh, Keith Schultz climbed into the chimney, but that's as far as he got as he severely misjudged its width. Desperate for help, his female partner <laughs> in crime allegedly tried to break into the house to help him, which police believe triggered the home's burglar alarm. Uh, she then called the police for help <laughs> before <laughs> before she escaped into the night. <laughs> Meanwhile, firefighters uh, pried Schultz free from the chimney. Uh, he was taken into police custody where he posed a mugshot covered in soot, <laughs> a headshot that could surely get him a cast in the local stage production of Oliver Twist. Well, when you get married, they ask if you'll be loyal forever. So at least she's pretty loyal. So wait, <laughs> at least she called. Did he go down head first? It didn't say. That'd be awful. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be terrible. Yeah, but she called the police and she, to help him, and then she left. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other, presented by CND Tire in Oak Ridge. Hey y'all, it's the Vol Daddy. The CND Tire Pros are your go-to experts for nearly all of your vehicle needs. Located in the heart of Oak Ridge at 164 Fairbanks Road, they've got a 4.8 out of 5 star rating and that's very hard to do in the tire business. Tire installation, wheel alignment, wheel balancing, tire rotation, tire repair, brake changes, oil changes, hell, they'll even paint your back porch. I've known Zach since he was in diapers. We went to church together. We went to school together. We played football together. And he's been changing tires since he's been in diapers. Give them a call today, 865-483-7455. Like them on Facebook. That's C&D Tire, 865-483-7455. We're back. We're going to close out today's show. Um, episode number six in the books. Number six. That's counting the... Live stream too, ain't it? Yep, yeah. Getting a live stream. It's crazy. Live stream was five. Getting Th- up there. Think of this: six episodes deep. It seems like it's went by so fast. We're but six deep. Vols deep at that. But nine, about nine weeks away from Tennessee football. Seventy-three days. So uh, come on with it. Uh, we had an interview set up, got delayed. We'll see what happens uh, there. Um, we do have a few on deck. Just to align our, you know, we just got to align our schedules and get that going. Uh, have live shows coming your way. We're going to amp them up as football season yeah, gets we are. closer and, and closer. If you can see the hat on my head right here, folks, this nice little Tennessee State emblem, you can get your hats at E2 Sports down in Harriman, Tennessee, where we empower excellence. Okay, E2 Sports, Harriman, Tennessee. You can contact me. Austin Spanky Swint, or you can t- contact Luke Hall to get a hold of these nice little Tennessee hats. Yeah, look them up on Facebook, E2 Sports. We're going to have to get some sponsor money now. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> however, and uh, however you're uh, listening to this, Apple Music, Spotify, any plat- podca- podcast platform, be sure to give us a review on whatever uh, platform you're listening on. Uh, go to our Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. Twitter, give us a like, a follow, give some comments, and uh, hit that notification button on all YouTube as well, because you never know. We may be going live here, like 
you never know. We may be going live spontaneously sometimes, yeah. and we got some During lives coming season, up. We might just go live driving to a game or something. You yep. know, you never know. Um, and last but not least, and most importantly, always make sure to get your pet spayed and neutered. And uh, Morgan County Day uh, will be at Nashville Speedway, Super Speedway this weekend. So keep a lookout on that too, because we'll be coming to you live from Nashville Speedway. Hopefully, some, hopefully no rain. Yeah, it's going to rain. It's probably going <laughs> to rain. But. Also, I know I said last but not least, get your pet spayed or neutered, but also we have anyone living in the Carnes High School area on July the 22nd. Joe Kazan Promotions will be live and in color at Carnes High School and anyone in the Knoxville area. September the 15th. The day before Tennessee plays the University of Florida at the Tennessee Valley Fair, it will be Joe Kazana Promotions. JCP returns home to Chahowie Park Amphitheater, back where the Kazanas built Knoxville. I know I have my beef with Kazanas, but I respect the history and the lineage because we are now at JCP bringing back real and true professional wrestling to the Knoxville area. I promise you, this is not the re- professional wrestling you have seen in the Knoxville area and surrounding areas that make you want to burn your eyeballs out. This is actually true, live and in color, real professional wrestling. All right, we want to thank all of our sponsors. We genuinely appreciate you. We will be back for episode number seven soon. Till next next time. Balls deep! Get balls deep in it, Daddy. <laughs>